Saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm going to have a real issue if you aim low and hit. That you get nothing for coming in last. And by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. He said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Lucrative Lessons. Your boy, Kyle Barger from Columbus, Ohio. What's up, guys? It's Trey Spiller from Denver, Colorado. And our main man from the East Coast. Min Lee. Min Lee in the house. Awesome. So on today's episode, we want to talk about defining success. What is your why? Uh, this is a, a key question for not just entrepreneurs, but really anybody, right? Because if we're if we're working toward goals in our life, if we're working toward certain accomplishments and not just being the hamster on the wheel, we have to understand what that why is. What is that definition of success? So uh, for all intents and purposes, if we don't know what that is, we're hamsters on the wheel. We're just waking up. We're going through the rat race. We're going through the motions. And uh, we never really know if we're getting one step closer or further away uh, from our goals. So when we define what success means to us, now every decision we make, we can binarily say yes or no. That takes me one step closer to my goal. It takes me one step further away. Also, when you define what is your why, that's the best motivator to figure out why you're doing whatever you do. If you just get up because you're chasing a paycheck, because you're just trying to, uh, again, go through the rat race, you're going to go through the motions. 10 days are going to go by. A year is going to go by. 40 years are going to go by at this career. And by the time you retire and they give you some trinket for your 40 years of commitment, you're going to say, what did I do this for? So... On today's episode, we're going to talk about how our definition of success has evolved over the years and what our why is defined. So, uh, Trey, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, you know your upbringing, what your early definition of success uh, started as? Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> my definition of success has really evolved um, as I've uh, gotten older, different jobs, different things. Um, you know, growing up, um, we didn't have it the easiest. Um, money was always a little bit tight, but my parents took really good care of me uh, when it came to doing any kind of activities, um, you know, playing hockey, playing baseball, football, you name it. Uh, they got me to the events, but it was always uh, a little bit of a struggle. So money was always in the background in my head, like, man, if I had this, you know, a little bit extra support here, or we could have done these extra trips. I wasn't as globally traveled as some of the other guys that I talked to and seemed like they always had something more. So, um, as I started with my career, it was always, if I had enough money, it's going to do this for me. It's going to do this for me. Um, and as I'm getting older and doing more jobs and things along those lines, I find that it's, it's really not about that, but it's more or less, can I create time for myself to go do the things that I want to do? Cause the majority of the things I want to do now, uh, don't cost much, um, or anything at, at that matter, maybe a little bit of gas money to get to a place. So. So, so let's touch on that for a second. So I really want to highlight that point because I think that's important. I think most people, uh, when they decide to go off on their own, become entrepreneurs or kind of define success, it always comes back to money. It comes back to a dollar value. And for you and me, I think we grew up similar where uh, money was tight, blue collar upbringing. Our parents uh, you know, worked for somebody else or kind of had that corporate job their whole lives where they kind of chased the paycheck. So to us, yep. freedom, success, all these things, getting that high score in life meant dollars. And, mm -hmm. you know, at, at this point in both of our lives for you, Trey, you're, you're incredibly successful. You've had a lot of different business endeavors. You employ a lot of people, uh, for myself, 
Uh, I've kind of recently fallen into that, that same setting. When you actually have the money, you realize money's not the, the end game. It doesn't change yeah. anything about your lifestyle. Um, yeah, you can afford you know, experiences, toys, whatever, but, but ultimately that's not where the happiness or success comes from. Yeah, it, the objective stuff isn't. But I mean, just having a you know a few more bucks or whatever. I mean, having a a flight to go visit my buddies. You know, um, that's it used to be hard to come by that, but now I can actually just you know be able to purchase a, a ticket and and go wherever. But I don't need it to be super luxurious or anything like that. But it does allow that freedom to go even see my friends. At my prior jobs, they're like, oh, you got to request time off. You've got to make sure that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Like I don't have to do that anymore, which is fantastic. Yeah, but let's talk about that. So, so you used a great term there, freedom. Yeah. So you said it, it, the money provided freedom, but but really, ultimately, I think where we're both at is is now what we consider success is is kind of having that freedom, having the ability to take that time. And, and you know, obviously, being an entrepreneur, like we work probably twice as many hours as we did when we worked for somebody else. There's always something to be done. There's always a job. But at the end of the day, we can kind of define uh, our ability to be productive by saying, okay, I can work from my phone with my family today. I can work from a beach this week on vacation. I can do something from a flight from uh, my friend's house in Ohio, Colorado, Philadelphia, wherever that is, uh, ultimately gaining that freedom. Yeah. Um, it's, it's absolutely amazing how it's really changed my life. Like I've learned to almost pick up new hobbies that I never had a really uh, comfort in doing. But like in the mornings, I can go run uh, in the mornings because I don't have to worry about being at work at eight o'clock on the nose, you know, uh, unless I have a meeting or something I've set up. But those are the types of things that used to really stress me out and relieving that stress through freedom of owning my own uh, businesses and uh, and having the ability to adjust my schedules and things like that, it allows me to do other things. I get to drop my kid off uh, in the mornings and in, uh, at, on Mondays, I get to go and uh, teach their class math, you know, um, yeah. it, it, things like that, that I could never do when I was working in corporate. So those are big things for me now that I have the flexibility of doing that. But also keep in mind, like your stressors are different. So now you're not stressed out about, Hey, I need to get to work at eight o'clock. I need to, you know, be here till five. I got to make sure I'm, I'm always looking busy when the boss walks by your <laughs> yeah. stresses are now, yeah. Hey, I got to make enough money to keep my people employed. I got to, you know, hit markers. I got to, you know, work on my budget. So, you know, it, it's not all, you know, a walk in the park yeah. with less stressors. They're just different stressors. Yeah, so, yeah, I you know, agree. Yeah. So for me, I grew up where money was tight. Nothing was ever given to us. So like it was always, you know, money, this money, that to me, that defined success. So I, I worked for a company for uh, 10 years where everything was about the promotion. Like, how can I work my way up the ladder? What sacrifices do I need to make to be able to make more money? And and I think that's how, you know, 90% of people who are employees for somebody else, that's how they look at it. It's how can I make sacrifices or trades to make more money? Then ultimately, when you go off on your own, a lot of times you don't even realize this. It happens uh, as like a natural progression with a lesson. And I guess I was lucky enough that when I left that company because my dad was ill, I did not have a, a backup plan. I didn't have a job lined up. So I had time off. I just sat and I thought and I said, you know what? The next move I'm going to make, this is probably going to be the, the final career I have. This is going to be the company I work for for the rest of my life or the, the opportunity for the rest of my life. And I said, what do I need to make that an A-plus move? What are the things I need? And I've talked about this in other episodes. 
But to me, I needed four things. I needed one, I needed a paycheck that I could be happy with. I'm not saying I needed to make a, a million dollars, but I needed to make enough money to provide for my family, to be able to take a vacation, afford a car, things like that, just make adequate money. Two, I needed schedule freedom. I wanted to be able to take my kids to school. And if I wanted to you know, show up at nine that day, I show up at nine that day. If I want to leave to go coach t-ball or go to dance recitals, I have zero pressure to um, not be able to do those things. So you know, freedom of schedule. Yeah. Three, I needed to be able to believe in what I was doing. I couldn't just do a job because you pay me enough money to do something that I'm not interested or something I don't believe in. So having that buy-in and that's something that now I've realized how important that is to have for people on your team and your employees to have that buy-in because you got to believe in what you're doing. And then four, I wanted a little bit of the legacy component where I wanted to change the world around me. And unfortunately with Champion Trading Group, yeah, we're a recycling company, but we, we, we achieve that through make a day. We improve mm-hmm. our community and the world around us through a nonprofit. So we had to find that box somewhere else, but that ultimately defines success for me. So when I had those four things in mind, I knew, okay, if I'm going to go off on my own and start this company, I need to check as many of those boxes as I, as I could. And ultimately when I started signing clients, the pay came in and I said, okay, the pay is good. I can, I can put food on the table. I can afford a car. I can do all these things Two, the freedom of schedule. I had to work on that. I was always so apt to just be available a hundred percent of the time for my clients and to give and give and give and finally kind of manage things where I'm like, look, between the hours of five to seven, I'm with my daughter. I'm being very present. Like that is family time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go work out during the day for an hour, hour and a half. Like I'm not going to, I might have my phone. I might check emails, but I'm not taking calls. Like just, just realizing that there's certain things that are non-negotiables for me now. That's the, the freedom of schedule. And if I compromise that, and sometimes I do, I have to like sit and check myself and say, look, that was part of what success is to me. When I start sacrificing that, I'm moving one step further away from what success is defined. And in three, I believe in what I do. I love my job because I make money for the small guy and, and help family businesses you know, succeed and, and have leverage in a, a very competitive environment. And then four, we started Make a Day. We feed the homeless. I feel so good about that. And, it, and what's crazy is I'm so proud of our steel company because we're doing all this business. We're making all this money for our clients and saving money for you know steel companies. But in the end of the day, everyone seems to be more drawn to the Make a Day thing, and that's maybe ten percent or less of, of my time commitment. But uh, you know that that's a pretty magnetic thing that seems to bring a lot of people together and bring really positive attention to to my life. So. You know, again, to me, I had to stop and really kind of reverse engineer what I thought was success and what what that was determined by. And ultimately, money was zero percent of that. It was just having enough to be able to take care of my family. Yeah. Uh, You know, you really spawned a a good thing that I that I wanted to talk about. Um, One other thing for me was um, security. Right. So just a quick backstory. Um, I was working for my very first company out of college, doing a decent job, um, traveling a lot. Uh, really doing the road warrior style uh, every week, Monday through Thursday, traveling. Um, and where it dawned on to me to where I have to get away from this lifestyle is that one day I was, uh, we were in the uh, OB room and we we're getting uh, Megan checked out for um, our ultrasound. I walk out, I get a phone call from a guy I don't really know. I guess he is a director or some other higher level position than even my manager. This guy has no idea who I am. And they say, uh, Trey, um, you know, this will be your last day. Um, and we're going to have to let you go. I'm literally in the, the 
eight months pregnant with my wife and we're about to have a child. So it spawned onto me that these people do not care, right? They have, you are a number on a spreadsheet. And so what that allowed me to really realize is like, I have to create my own security. I have to create my own wealth or else I'm going to be another number. They have no idea who I am and they could let you go at any time. So everyone thinks that, um, creating a business is so dangerous and all this, but whenever I have contracts under my belt, whenever I have, uh, multiple employees that help out, uh, build this business, I create security for my family and for my employees. Right. So those are the types of things that you cannot get as an employee, because again, when it comes to a bottom line, they're going to cut you and they're going to cut you fast, uh, to make sure they save their business. So those are the types of things that I, I cannot stress enough. If you want to build security, you want to build that sense of trust uh, and working with small business. That's what you're going to get. You're, you're exactly right, and that's a that's an overlooked point. And you know, I, I actually had an experience this week where I was trying to hire a trader, and this person was telling me, you know, Kyle, that all sounds great, like the money sounds good, but like it just doesn't seem that secure. And I said, <laughs> you know. This is far more secure because you're looking at the company you work for as, hey, you're well paid, you're well taken care of, but you better believe that in a recession, like company, every company looks at this differently. Mm -hmm. But if you can create work for yourself, that's the ultimate job security. Yeah, it's scary. But if you believe in yourself, like, man, I'd rather put my fate in my own hands than the hands of uh, a company who's just crunching the numbers and saying, hey, man, Kyle, you've done a great job for us, but you've been here a long time. Your salary is a lot more than some kid out of college. Like we think that, you know, we can cut you loose and save a few bucks here. And, and plus another thing, man, management changes all the time. If you're working for another company, like your manager may love you, but all of a sudden you get a new manager and they, they bring in their own people, right? Or they have a, just a, they had a bad experience with you and a bad first impression. And all of a sudden now your future is, you basically hit the reset button on your career and you got to, you know, improve all over again. So I, I'm with you, man. I yeah. think security is a very uh, important thing that a lot of people take for granted when you work for somebody else. When you work for yourself, it's it's completely on your own shoulders. Yeah, yeah. You you really make your own path. And uh, I I had a good talk with uh, one of my in laws, and uh, she is always subjective. She's always at risk of what her manager does. Right. So no matter how good of an employee she is, no matter what she does it all spawns on what the manager can do. So if they're not performing, it comes and it cascades down to all of the employees. So you have little to no control. And they always talk about, well, you get benefits, you get uh, these small little things. I'm like, you can do that as a small business. You can buy those things, right? What They're like, well, there's you can't put a value on that. I'm like, actually, you can just go to a marketplace and put a value on it, right? <laughs> don't be afraid of, oh, well, I don't have benefits. I don't have 401k. You can do all of that stuff, right? And it's not hard to set it up. You literally call a couple of providers to do it. So um, now some companies, you know, especially public sector, you get, maybe get a little bit better benefits that they pay for. Um, but literally put a price tag on that, understand what it is. And if you go out and do this on your own, understand what that price tag is and make sure you make the extra 15 K or extra 20 K that it costs to support your family on benefits. So those are the things that I struggle with sometimes explaining that security is more in building it yourself than relying on other people. Now, you know, that's a really good point. So like a lot of times people will say like, well, Hey, job security, benefits, company car, <laughs> cell phone, yeah. all those things cost something. Uh, a company is yeah. is taking all of that out of your paycheck. And, and so <laughs> what's funny yeah. is since I've been self-employed, I had been on uh, someone else's benefits for a long time. And I just had to explore what it would cost to go get my own health insurance, my own dental, all these things. It was cheaper than <laughs> yeah. the company I worked for for 10 years. 
<laughs> I found a, a small so boutique true, yeah. broker that they basically take small businesses and self-employed people and, and put them all together to create like one company. And so I can actually get really good health insurance for like 250 bucks a month. You know, I can get dental for 20 bucks a month. I was paying more than that for a big company. So again, they weren't really adding any value to me. They were actually costing me more money. You know, the company car, okay, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> you want to determine yeah. what car I drive and you're going to take that out of my paycheck. I'd rather go pick what car I drive and I'll pay for that out of my own paycheck too. And I get to keep yeah. the extra money, right? Yeah. Or, you know, any of that stuff. So again, yeah, if you want to play it safe and you want to be on the hamster wheel and just keep, you know, wake up, rinse, repeat, do the job, like that's fine. Uh, a lot of times that's safe, but it's not as safe as most people anticipate it. So if you really do have that itch to go off on your own, to be an entrepreneur, like, I, I give people advice all the time and it, and it shocks them. Like they're like, well, what should I do? And everyone's like, well, do it while you're working this job. Like play it safe. I'm like, screw that. Don't play it safe. Like just go and do it. Like you're, you're probably yeah. going to fail, but like you're going to learn yeah. and like, yeah, you're going to waste some time, some money, but eventually you're going to figure it out. You're going to have a good idea. Like spend time with good people who get this life and are going to support you. And yeah, maybe you got to go make coffees at Starbucks for a little bit to pay the bills. But like at some point, you're not going to be stuck in a career that you hate for the next 40 years doing something you don't like, something you're not proud of, something that doesn't pay you enough. And eventually you're going to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, then you're now trading your time for a return that's worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. It's you really nailed it on the head there. Like. I also think you'll learn more in some of the failures that you have of getting these things start up. Um, you're going to learn more than than you ever have. I've had more failures in business than I have successful ones. And every time I did it, I was like, damn, I uh, really should have done this. I should have done that. I should have just never done this business. Um, so I've had those. And without me doing that, I did not learn to what propels some of the businesses I have now. So you have to... You, you have to take that leap of faith, uh, and maybe a little bit more due diligence on my side would have been better. But I, I, again, I, I've taken some um, some of my failures and then really put it into my new businesses. So, and, and look, failing's part of it, right? It, the the people who don't fail are the people who don't leave the house. Like yeah. you're never gonna, you know, chase your dreams, do whatever. Like if if you don't make some mistakes, like I, a great example is you still make the Hall of Fame in baseball, batting three hundred. Yeah. You know. You're still striking out a lot. You're still not getting on base a lot, you know? So, you know, luckily in life, we, we can take a hundred at bats. And if we get one base hit that works, you know, you're going to be just fine. So as, as long as you keep stepping back up to the plate. So, you know, again, kind of bringing us back to the original question of, of defining success, that, that, that answer is going to be different for everybody, but don't fall to the trap that it comes with a dollar figure. Because I promise you, if you set a goal and say, I need to make half a million dollars to be happy, you'll find a way you'll make half a million dollars. And then you'll realize this didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. You know, now I have more expensive toys. I have more expensive bills every month. My lifestyle has accustomed to this. And a lot of times that leads to more stress, but you know, more money, more problems. I think it's more like more money, more decisions, right? Like when you have more money now it's, Hey, how do I, how do I decide how to invest this, how to spend this, how to utilize this? So, you know, really, really take a step back and define what success is to you. And and ultimately I think success in this is a, in this setting is a synonym for happiness. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we could all get hit by a bus tomorrow. What's going to make us happy. It's not money. You don't take that with you. Right. So figure out what it is that makes you happy. Figure out your why. You know, for me, once I had my daughter, that opened up so many, it just flipped so many switches in my life. It's so hard to explain, but it made everything 
come into perspective that like now it's not just chasing a promotion. It's not just trying to do what the company needs me to do. It's not just trying to make that extra 3% raise this year. It's like, Hey, what kind of example can I set for my daughter? What kind of legacy can I leave for my grandkids? Like what kind of example can I create for the people I love and care about? And like, again, money is zero part of that. Mm-hmm. Like the the cool thing about money is, yeah, it allows me to do stuff with make a day and feed homeless people. And, you know, we, we just committed to feeding uh, 10,000 plus people in the country of Lesotho and having money allows me to do that. But you better believe that like, because we've started that mission, there's other people that are throwing their money into this pot. So it's not even like we're just taking it out of our pocket. We're just providing a means for like people to rally behind a cause. And like that feels even cooler than, you know, donating to charity. So like yeah. really, really take a step back and define what that is and, and what your why is, what's your motivation. Yeah. So Trey, what, talk yeah. about that for you. Man. Yeah. There, there's another good example that you brought up of doing things outside of yourself, being part of a bigger organization um, that's, you know, how you guys help with make a day. And I, I'm glad to be a part of that now is really cool. And what we do here locally, um, I actually had my oldest son, Owen, we went out and picked a bunch of apples, um, off our apple tree in the back, probably, oh gosh, a couple hundred. Right. And, uh, we went up to the, uh, local jogging trail and sold, I think 40 bucks worth. Right. So not only did I teach my son what the value of a dollar is, right. All of the proceeds we went and went to our foster uh, home for all of our dogs. Right. So the, it, it spawned on me. I was like, man, there's a lot of really cool things you can do that do not cost any money. Um, and I had the time and the freedom to do that with my kid, teach them a little bit of responsibility, uh, and how to earn things, earn money. Like I thought that was such a cool thing. And, um, that was another why I get to do this, you know, and, and what I enjoy doing. So dude, and the best thing about that is like, say you buy him a new toy, like he's going to be like, dad, you're the man. And he's going to play with that toy for a half hour until he's like, all right, this, this toy I've lost interest, mm-hmm. but you spending that time with him is those are lessons that will affect the way he looks at money, the world, his, his decision-making for the rest of his life. Yep. And he, that, that memory is always going to be tethered to dad, to mm-hmm. Trey. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's the stuff that matters. So, you know, and I'll go back to make a day again. So, you know, when we first started, we're oblivious. So we're like, oh yeah, homeless people, they need a meal. They need, (laughs) uh, you know, they need a, the ability to have a shower or a home or a place to sleep. And and what we realize it's like, dude, a lot of these men and women can go get meals anywhere. They, They want a connection. They want somebody to talk to them. They want somebody to listen to them. They want somebody to have empathy toward them, to treat them as an equal, as another human being. And, and our organization evolved from that. So now, you know, when I talk to people who don't really get it, they're just like, how, how many people have you fed? Like, how many jobs have you created? I'm like, it's, it's not really about that. Like, our mission yeah. is we want uh, to have the opportunity to share a meal with somebody where they don't have to worry about where – I I have to panhandle to get $20 to pay for uh, a place to sleep tonight or this or that. They can just let their hair down. They can relax. They can talk to somebody else who legitimately cares about them. For our volunteers, we provide an opportunity where they're not in this pressured environment to, to give money. They're just sharing a cup of coffee. They're sharing a meal with somebody and they're just sharing their story. They're connecting with them. Half the time, it's not even like, hey, let me tell you my sob story. Can you give me $10 at the end? It's just like, hey, like, thanks for listening. Like, thanks for like, caring. Like, thank you for treating me like another human being and not just walking by me on the street and giving me some excuse about how you don't have cash. So yeah, those are uh, things you get to look forward to every day. Right. And, uh, prior to that working 12, 14, 16 hour days, uh, in my consulting gig, um, plus travel, plus I'm always away from life. I couldn't do that. Right. 
I, I don't know if you could. I know you had to travel quite a bit and all that. You can't do that when you're in the corporate world. It's very. It can become cumbersome, um, especially if you're raising a family and things like that. Um, it, it does. Uh, doing what we do makes it a lot easier to do that and to to actually provide uh, for the community. That's exactly right. And and so Grant Cardone, I listened to an interview with him, and and he talked about you know when people make money and they become for all intents and purposes, wealthy and successful, everyone looks to them and say, well, now it's, 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 you know, that's greedy. That's, you know, you're being selfish. You're being, you're sinning. It's greed. And and he said it this way. He's like, listen to me. It is my responsibility to make as much stinking money as I can. And the reason why is because I get to decide how that money's spent. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I just give it to the government and they allocate it. And he's like, look, some people will take that money and they'll go buy Ferraris and five houses and, you know, go vacation all the time. But other people We'll make that money and use it for good, right? We go back to Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Man, if, if you go and make all that money, you can do whatever you want with it. You can feed people in, in Africa. You can start a charity. Bill Gates is one of the wealthiest guys on the planet, and he gives so much money to charity. Like, think about that. Like, everyone's focused on, like, guys like The Rock and, like, hey, man, what kind of sports car did you just buy? Like, how big's your house? Like, you know, how, how cool of a party was that? It's like... Bill Gates, he's like living large, but he's also like donating so much money to charity. So again, like, yes, it is your responsibility to go make as much stinking money as you can because you can do whatever you want with it. You can do a lot of good with that as opposed to just waiting for the next man up attitude of, well, someone else will feed that homeless guy or somebody else will like, you know, take care of that, that charity or somebody else will, will, will do the good that I'm not doing. It's like, no, like go, go do that. Go create that. I, you know, you brought up a really good point is that's something that you got to really keep in mind whenever you are starting a business. That's something I didn't know early on. Um, and now whenever I set up any new business, it is always, what is the purpose? What is the motivator? A lot of times it is money or we're setting up something that can create it, but I want some sort of back end promise that I'm going to say, like we just started a property management firm a couple weeks ago, right? I said, so every uh, allocated dollar, right? We're, we're going to have a the set amount is going to go to sheltering uh, homeless people, kind of like what you're doing or providing homes um, to people that really need it, right? And we're doing short-term rentals and working with Airbnb so we can understand that anyone that needs help, maybe we can uh, house them during uh, crisis times. Like if you just saw the hurricanes that are coming through, um, Airbnb is doing such a good job of, of uh, syndicating their response and saying, hey, can you guys uh, help take in some people, right? What a cool idea, right? So everything that we do with our property management firm now, we want to make sure that we're going to provide relief in times of uh, hardship. Those are the types of things when we're starting business, we want to make sure we're adding value to the community too. So whenever you're doing that, you're putting the business plan together, be like, maybe something that's going to be relational to what you're starting, uh, I think is going to provide a lot of value. You're exactly right. And look, at the end of the day, the whole point of, of starting a business is it needs to be profitable. Because again, yeah. if, you, if you can't keep your business running, you don't have a job, your family's not getting food on the table. And all the people you hire, you have a responsibility to make sure that they can provide for their families too. Now, when you get to a point where your business is really rocking and rolling, that's what we're talking about. When, when you're making all this extra money, again, you could put it in the Ferrari fund if you want to be that person, but like you can also go do a lot of good with it in the world. So I, mm -hmm. I agree with you. And, and I'm glad that we think alike on that. And I think that's why we click so well. And, and I've learned a ton from you over the years being, you know, self-employed and being a business owner for a lot longer than I have. So, you know, for that, I'm, I'm grateful. But again, it kind of goes back to like, part of like how I define success is I now have the freedom to surround myself with the people I care about. Like, it, it's become less about like, 
when you work for somebody else, you're forced upon your peers. Like you're forced upon your team, your fellow employees. Now I meet people that I'm like, so, uh, magnetized to that. I'm just like, Hey, let's find a way to start a business together. Let's find a way to do a podcast. Let's find a way to do some type of project. Like we need to work together. It's about like quality people. And now I'm almost like putting my hooks into them to say, now we have to spend time together. Like I want to feed off of that positive energy. Like I want us to, you know, have this dual benefit, not just, uh, that kind of sounds selfish, but I mean, just like those are people you care about and you love and you're like, Hey, I want you more in my life. I want to spend more time. This is important to me. So it's like dating, right? When you find somebody you want to date, like you spend time with them. Well, business and dating are kind of like the same thing for me. Like if I find somebody that like I'm, I'm attracted, magnetized to, like I want that energy and I'm like, Hey, let's do something together. Let's find a project. Let's, let's do something great. So, you know, we're, we're down to two minutes left in the podcast to stay under our 30 minutes. So again, guys, bringing it all together, make sure when you're making these career moves, you're making decisions that affect your life. You're at a big crossroads, define what success is to you. And I promise when you really look introspectively, dollars and cents are such a small part of it. Figure out what's going to make you feel fulfilled, satisfied, and happy. And then when the dollars and cents come with it, because obviously you have to have a good idea that makes money. You can't just, you know, I owned a gym where I made no money, but I was happy. So when when you're making the money, then figure out how you want to allocate that money. Is it more passive yep. income streams? Is it donating to charities? Is it creating a charity? Is it maybe it's the Ferrari? If you want to be the Ferrari guy, be the Ferrari guy. But, uh, you know, define that for yourself. Figure out what your why is. If it's your kids, your wife, your husband, uh, a sick parent, a friend, like whatever that motivator is, like figure out, remember why you're doing this. Because again, it's not money money. You're not going to be chasing money, but ultimately that why comes down to usually spending time with those people you care about. So great point. Trey, any concluding remarks? No, no. I think uh, you, you summarized it uh, perfectly. And um, yeah, it's uh, some really good uh, lessons that I'm learning uh, on, on the fly here. So it, it's always a good reminder uh, as you're doing this. So uh, thanks for the, <laughs> the reminder, essentially. So. I love it, man. It's a, it's a good yeah. refresher. So again, guys, you can check us out at www.llpcast.com. We are now live on Apple Podcast, and uh, we'll be live soon on uh, Google Podcast as well. So check us out, subscribe, give us some feedback. Uh, but much love to you, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of lucrative lessons. We hope you learned something today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. If we earned your five-star review, please leave one. Helps for visibility. Also, you can check out more at llpcast.com. All proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit, the Make-A-Day Foundation, where you can find more at makeaday.fun. We'll catch you next time.